I had someone tell me that someone had mentioned to them, who does she think she is now? Now all of a sudden she's a medium. I feel like a lot of people that are developing their abilities, especially at the very beginning, they're going to deal with some resistance and it's nothing personal. Most of the time it's other people's fear of the unknown. Welcome to Intuition Unleashed, a revolution in personal liberation. The go-to podcast that helps you access intuitive guidance combined with mental health and spirituality. Let your intuition guide you and unlock a life of true liberation. And now your host, Beck Nelson. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited. This is my second taping of one of my premiere episodes for the podcast, Intuition Unleashed, a Revolution in Personal Liberation. And I'm so excited because today I have on my friend, my mentor, psychic medium, Lindsay Marino. Lindsay, thank you for coming on today with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you. I love this because Lindsay and I have been working together for about two years now, and she has been my mentor. But what I really love about it is today I'm turning the tables on her because <laughs> usually I'm in the hot seat and, you know, getting, I mean, I'm either doing a practice readings or I'm getting a class or I was on your podcast last week. So I'm like, this is the first time that I'm going to be able to ask you questions. I know this is fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, So I usually for this podcast, there's going to be seven questions in seven minutes. But for me, that's really tough when especially when I know somebody and I really just want to ask them questions anyway. And I know that you have resources that are really um important for our readers or our listeners to know about. And um, there's so much benefit to them that it's really hard for me to just keep to these seven questions. So I'm going to try to stick to these seven questions. But also in the meantime, I'm going to ask questions in between if that's okay. Definitely. Okay. Ooh, I know. Okay. Everything that Lindsay's about to tell you about, I think I have partaken in all of them. Everything that you have to offer, I have soaked right up and it's because of how you teach and it's it's very like concrete. There are very concrete things that you do and I love that about you because it's been so helpful for me in my own growth and I know you'll be you know a great great resource for other people. So first of all, who is your ideal client? Okay, so my ideal client is someone that is passionate about growth, self-growth and they want to deepen their skills. Some of them are brand new to psychic mediumship skills. Others are already doing the psychic mediumship work and they're trying to deepen those skills and growing a business that makes them feel free to be themselves and live a life that's filled with learning and also the lifestyle of enjoying their life with that balance. Ooh, we're going to get to that question too, right? Yes. And they're very heart-centered. This is something that you, you kind of mentioned two things. One is that people that want to learn how to learn about mediumship are becoming more spiritual, connected to the, yeah. but then there's this other piece about the business itself. Right. Yeah. A lot of people come to me and they either are booking or psychic mediumship reading. A lot of psychic mediums themselves come and book readings. And other times there's people that are, that are grieving. They lost someone and they come to me and then they realize, wait a second, I want to learn how to do this too. So I have those people that just, it's kind of like it starts with the reading and then it kind of funnels into organically this this energy that kind of takes them during their spiritual awakening, which I love being a part of because that's how it happened for me too. What a segue. That was just perfect. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> now, this is not one of my questions because, you know, this is why I like to veer from this format. 
Because I want you, I know your personal story. And can you share that with our listeners? Yes, definitely. So I was a third grade teacher for seven years, thought I was going to retire as a third grade teacher. But for me, my boyfriend at the time passed in a motorcycle accident. And after that, I was really going through deep grief, hardly getting out of bed, just going to teach my little third graders. And I wanted to connect in with him and kept on having visitations with him, getting signs. And my passion was, I just want to connect with him. And in that process, I got a reading myself from a medium and my life transformed. And then I was getting confirmation that I wasn't really going crazy. I was connecting in with him. And it just organically built up from there where I was talking to him. And then I knew the healing that I received and I wanted to help other people. And that's how this whole journey started. Are you able to share or remember what some of those signs were that at that point when you were? Yeah, I remember. So one of the first things that was so big that still sticks with me is I had a visitation with him and I saw him in a dream. Like I was closing my eyes, but it was a visit from his soul. And he said, you're not going to see me for a while, but I'm still going to be around. And I remember I didn't hear his voice. I It was a telepathic communication. And I remember saying, wait, wait a second, wait, like, don't go. I Like I had questions for him. And that was it. That's all that he gave me. And that was just one of the things that happened. And it gave me a sense of peace knowing that this wasn't the end. He specifically said, you're not going to see me for a while, but I'm still going to be around you. And that transformed for me because my grief was so deep that I thought, what if we don't see each other again? You know, I grew up Catholic, didn't know what a medium was. I was always into the saints, the angels and the blessed mother, but I, I didn't really know that throughout my life I was experiencing past loved ones. I would get strong feelings and I'd have outer body experiences, but I didn't connect the dots till later. There were some other really interesting situations. I'll share one other thing. It was my birthday. It was a month before my birthday. And I had this overwhelming, you know, sense of sadness thinking, oh my gosh, she's not going to be here for my birthday and it's going to be next month. And all of a sudden I, I got a package in the mail and it was a box of chocolates. This was in November. My birthday's December 8th. And it said, happy birthday, love, Swatch, or from Swatch, you know, the watch company. And I'm like, Swatch? I've never gotten a Swatch watch. Like, I don't get this. So I I called up Godiva Chocolates and said, I, I don't know if you made a mistake, but I got a package sent to my apartment and it said, happy birthday. And they said, oh my gosh, this was an error, but just keep the chocolates. And I knew right away because I had just gone through the thought process of he's not going to be here for my birthday. I knew that there was something that intervened those chocolates where it got to me. And that was just one of the many things that continued to happen for signs along the way. So I'm sure you're te- now you live up at you grew up in New England like yeah. I did. And people are not exactly open to Tell me exactly what you experienced when you started telling people what you were. Oh, yeah. they. So now I'm in Tampa. I feel like compared to Florida, like thinking about it now, I feel like more people are open in Massachusetts. There's more mediumship that's going on compared to here, which is funny over the years. But I find that people are waking up a little bit more. But when I first told people, I knew and you could feel it in your gut if you're an empath. 
people thought, okay, she's grieving and she's reaching for the things that are coming about and she's grieving too long because I was in deep grief kind of going through the motions of life and just planning simple things to do, but not thinking too far ahead. And that was about like three years of deep grief, but just living in the moment. So people definitely saw different sides of things and they thought, okay, she's going through a rough patch and now all of a sudden she can communicate with the other side. I know that they were thinking that. I felt it. And I think if I was an outsider, I might have been kind of thinking, where did this come from for her? But I was doing so much behind the scenes work on it. Did anybody actually say that to you? Like, I had someone tell me that someone had mentioned to them, who does she think she is now? Now all of a sudden she's a medium, that kind of thing. It's it's something, it's a good topic to talk about because I feel like a lot of people that are developing their abilities, especially at the very beginning, they're going to deal with some resistance and it's nothing personal. Most of the time it's other people's fear of the unknown or they don't know where it's coming from, but there's so much behind the scenes work, inner work that we're all doing that nobody sees. They just see from the outside in, but they don't know everything that we've went through during the process of showing up and being more visible. Because I'm naturally, I'm an introvert. So never thought I was going to teach adults. I was comfortable with my little third graders, but they kind of prepared me for what was to come teaching adults about this sort of thing too. Wow. That's a big story. Yes. How old were you when that first started when you lost? So I was 23. So that was in 2007. So, yeah, I think I was 23 then, and it just started to unfold. And it was really, if you saw a picture of me then compared to now, you'd think she looks like a different person because I was just struggling to get out of bed and I was in a complete daze. Like, I remember walking through the halls as a third grade teacher, and one time a teacher looked at me, and I was a new teacher, you know, it was my second day teaching when that happened, and I don't know how many months in this was, yeah, and And Nick had even, my boyfriend at the time, he had helped me set up my classroom. So some of them had seen him come in to help with the classroom. And then the second day was when he passed of teaching. And I remember a teacher looked at me in the hall and she said, welcome back. And she gave me a look and I thought, well, I've been back. Like I came back to work 10 days after just to kind of get out of bed and go to work. After I recognized what she was saying, it was almost like, that glazed over look that I had where I wasn't really present. There was some sort of awakening that was taking place in me. And I felt it too. I felt like there was a moment where that deep grief, it was still there, but my little third graders were helping me through. And they were like my little messengers too, because they were giving me messages from the other side, even though they probably didn't know that they were doing it. I understood what she meant. And I think that happens to us when we're going through grief We think that we're here, but sometimes we're in like another space where we're not really present because we're going through such a difficult time. You lose a part of yourself. I actually forgot who I was before. Like I would say to friends, am I still the same? Or I feel like something's different with me, but I don't even know what I was like before. So it's almost like a part of you goes with them. It really, it's hard to put into words, but if you've been through grief, you, you understand that there's a space that, you know, you realize after. And sometimes when you're coming out of the deep, dark spaces of grief, you start to recognize, oh, I feel like I'm getting back to myself now, or I have a new part of myself. I love that. And I love that the 
the kids were giving you messages too because they don't even know what they're saying. They just exactly, yeah. The stories they're writing, the pictures they're drawing. They they had no clue that that he was coming through to them, giving them information to give me some sort of peace too. You know, I bet that there are so many people listening who have thought that they were crazy or that they would say, no, that's, I'm not getting that. I'm going kind of push it away. But they don't realize that they are getting signs. Right. Because it can feel subtle at times. And other times it's like, whoa. And you just start smiling. You're like, thank you. And you just know. But a lot of the times it can be subtle and you think, well, am I just making this up or should I Google this to make sure that this is a real sign? You know, a lot of people go to Google, but if you have that feeling in your heart right away and you have that person in your mind, you know that it's from them. And with practice, you'll start to really build that confidence up that you're really connecting in. And I like that we're talking about it because it can normalize it for people. Right, right. I feel like it's so important to do that right now in this world. So we're we're still on the first question, right? But there's so much to know. You know that question that we get a lot, which is truth or myth that you have to be, this has to be something that is born within you to do. Yeah. So from my thoughts on this, I believe that we don't have to be born with it. I believe that you can develop it just like you're developing, you know, playing the piano. Some people have an ear for music and they're little toddlers and they're playing the piano. You've seen those kids that are like piano geniuses. And then there's other kids that you know, might take a class on piano and get a teacher and they can still develop it. But both groups of people have to practice, but they can just, they can learn it. So I believe it's a skill that we can learn. It's just the passion. How passionate are you about learning? That's the question. Some people want to learn about it and other people thought, think, no, I'd rather learn about something else. So it's really just a choice. And it's just a a radio station away. It's just a a frequency, a way to tune into that, just like with intuition too. Your client could be anybody who just yes wants to know. More. Yeah, right. And some people are doing this work and they've been doing it for 20 years and they still have that self-doubt. It creeps up and they're thinking, I'm not feeling confident right now or I, I thought I was confident, but now I need support and I need to know that I can fine tune this and keep on practicing Because I feel like we're always lifelong students. I'm still a learner of this, even though I teach it. I still put in the time and energy to practice. So I get a lot of psychic mediums that have been doing this. They've taken the classes, but they just want to keep it in a space where they can continue to practice. And I feel like it's not really just about the mediumship skills. It's about the mindset around mediumship. Because it's very, like, very invisible in ways where you're like, I need proof that this is real, you know, and it's like developing your mind to know, okay, I am good enough. And there are going to be days that it's not going to be the best reading that I've done, but I'm still going to get back up and continue. It's not just a sign that I should just stop what I'm doing altogether. I think uh, to a lot of the stories that you hear are about people who would see ghosts or, or spirits when they were younger. And they say, well, that didn't happen to me. So that means that I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah, that's that's a big thing that comes when people come to me. They haven't had those experiences. And I tell them to think back in their life, were there any moments where you felt sensitive to energy? It might not even necessarily be that you've seen or heard spirit, but maybe you were someone that's more reserved or you were very outgoing, but you just felt like you felt everything. 
You know, there's different ways that we can still be in tuned or sensitive to the spirit realm, but not necessarily see spirit when we're little. Because I've worked with different mediums, whether they're students or peers, that have had both experiences. And one isn't better than the other. And I believe that we can all do this. And I've seen it with my students. Some people are like, I know I'm intuitive, but I don't know if I can connect to the other side. And then they do a technique or a practice and it's immediate. So it's just being in a safe environment, just like my little third graders. It's like my goal was to make them feel safe so that they can actually learn. Because if you don't feel safe, you can't really comprehend the the content that's coming through. And you do provide that safety because it's hard when you're going through your regular everyday life to find other people who it's safe to even have those discussions with. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I love the community that that we have, because I feel like it's so powerful just to feel like you're not alone during this whole process. I personally will be, I don't know, out with some friends or walking with friends, and you don't even want to bring up that subject because they're like, oh, what's new? And you can't really talk about <laughs> that are a big part of your life because you don't know how it's going to be received. Right. It's funny because I was just talking to, you know, Tony, my husband, and we were talking about how over time, this whole process at the beginning, you think, oh, people are going to think you're going crazy. And now the people that I hang out with are are either open to this or all into it because it's almost like your friendships sometimes change over time, too. It evolves at different spaces where you start bringing in people that get you and that understand that piece to it. What would you say is a common problem that you solve for your ideal client? Okay, the common problem would be to recognize that you don't have to beat yourself up in the process of developing. So I teach people to use skills, like maybe it's listening to an audio, recognizing the awareness of when you go through the process of beating yourself up during the process of of mastering a skill. Maybe it's being reflective in a positive way rather than self-sabotage the whole way through. And it's, it's not going to be perfect, but I feel like people have an awareness. Wait, I was questioning during my reading. So I'm really strict with my students, which you you kind of know. If um, If someone is giving a reading and I hear them question it before they actually say the info, I'll say, wait a second, are you telling them or are you asking the question? Because they'll say, did he have a red car? Instead of just saying, I see a red car. So I feel like that's one of the things that can pop up. You're so afraid to be wrong. Exactly. And it comes up for me too. And I think the big thing is, is solving the problem of knowing that the awareness is there, but not beating yourself up if you do ask the question before stating the fact. That's such a common thing. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that most jobs or missions that we're a part of, everyone has their own inner dialogue that pops up. And it's not just mediumship, but mediumship is a very out-of-the-box type of mission. I think it's being more normalized now, but it's even more of a, a sacred space to be in. And you want to you wanna be accurate, but it's all on the delivery when you're delivering the message, too. You grew up Catholic, I believe. Yes. And yes, I grew up Catholic. And what <laughs> you're gonna, I know a lot of our audience is going to say, oh, my mother would not like this. Oh, Yeah. I've had that happen to me too. So I feel like my mom always said it was, she didn't know where it came from after Nick Pash. Like, wait, where is this all coming from? And I said, well, I'm developing it and I'm getting information. So she even said, well, okay, if grandpa's here, then tell me what he has to say and make sure it's something that I wouldn't know. So I said, well, I'll try. 
and it did come forward. I kept on seeing a specific necklace that she had. It was like a gold cross, which I never saw, but it was a it was a certain description that he kept showing me. And she's like, okay, this is weird. Nobody knows, or you kids don't know, but I do have the cross and the gold necklace. And then as time went on, you know, I had two different grandmas. One grandma always says like, do you pick up any vibes about me? And she's open to it. And the other grandma's like, this is the devil. So it's like I had the two extremes, but I knew in the end that I had to trust my process to this because you're always going to have different beliefs that come into play, especially if there's a religious background. I find that a lot of Catholic people come to me because they can relate to my story growing up and being surrounded with the Catholic religion and the saints and the angels. Come from that, if you're when you grow up Catholic, that this is the devil. Yeah, I'm not sure because it's funny because I I don't know much about the Bible, so I don't want to speak on it. But I've heard that there's different things in the Bible that says that there are people that are mediums and Jesus was a healer, you know, and I, I think of Jesus as being like a Reiki healer almost. I think it's just the philosophy of the fear of the unknown and all of those beliefs around what if something bad comes in. And that was my fear when I first started. But as I've done all these readings over the years, the thing that I've recognized is there's no fear of the other side. It's more of us here on earth, if anything, to be fearful of humans that maybe are going through a difficult time. It's not like the other side should be fearful. It's all connected with love. So that's my experience from it. It doesn't matter what they were like here on earth. They could have been really not a great person character-wise, but when they come through, they see the bigger picture. And then there's that other part about, you know, you always hear people say, well, that that can't be possible. Like, my stepfather hated me, so he's not going to come and talk. Yes, exactly. But they do see, they see how the ripple effect affected the person that was dealing with the stuff that they were doing when they were here. And there's a lot of growth that occurs there. Because I think one of the biggest fears that we have as humans is what happens when we die? You know, the fear of death. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. I know, I know. We may have to have you back for that one. Yes, definitely. I know you talked about the, so the common problem is that people sort of doubt themselves. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, during development, they're they're doubting themselves. Some people are afraid of, what if I'm not good enough? Or, you know, what if spirit doesn't show up when I'm trying to connect in? Or what if I can't do this as a, you know, as a business? These are all fears that come up. What if I do show up and people make fun of me? Those are all things. And those most likely are all things that could pop up throughout the journey. But just knowing that you can move through it and you're supported is the most powerful thing. And that's what I always wanted. I wanted to know that, okay, I'm not alone during this. And if I'm having a difficult time, I can talk to someone that understands it or I could be in a group and we could practice together. So that goes into the next question, actually, which is what is the common mistake that people make when they're trying to solve that problem? It sounds like you're saying just trying to do it by yourself. Exactly. When you're trying to take everything on by yourself, the process is so much longer. It could be lonely. And at times you start to second guess yourself. And it's almost like you take like 10 steps forward and then 10 steps back. And then you just overthink everything. Overthinking will lead you down a path that just isn't a good space to be. You know what? That actually reminds me of the story about your third eye. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That was at the very beginning of my journey. I was 
I was so focused on developing my third eye and I was in deep grief and my whole forehead was swollen to the point where my eyes were like, like slanted in a way, like they were like slits because it was so puffy. And I still have photos from that experience. And I tried so hard to solve that problem. I thought, what is this? I was trying to get to the root of it. And it was when I was trying to, years of trying to fix it, that I just kind of put my attention away from it. And all of a sudden it shifted. It just went back to normal. It was a very weird experience. But I think that like the combination between the grief and the pushing of trying to strengthen the clairvoyance only and really remaining focused on one thing, I feel like it was a lot of stagnant energy in one spot. So that really was the problem too, that you didn't have a mentor at that point to kind of yeah, at the be- actually at the beginning I didn't really. I was I was doing a lot on my own and then I got a mentor after. Yeah, during that process it was at the beginning. I was really in a a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Really in a tough spot. And I do want to share with the reader sort of how you've grown from there because I do know the story of your current marriage and we yes. can ask that too, but so what's a valuable free action that you know the audience can take that would to implement that would help yeah. them? Well, the mentor and doubting yourself and that sort of thing. Okay. So there's so many resources that I could think of, but two, I would suggest that's like something simple. You can get a notebook too and write down any experience that you have when it comes to like development. If you're getting a sign or a message, put the date next to it. Even if you're struggling with something, write it down. Like I felt horrible today because of this reading with the date next to it. Just keep a notebook or a journal. When it comes to the business, piece of it and like feeling really positive about the business and putting your mission out there. I do have a guided meditation on my website and it's mindfulness. It's a guided meditation for psychic mediums. And it's just seven minutes of sitting and knowing that you're worthy of impacting people and worthy of also receiving the abundance that comes into into you and impacts your clients. So feeling good about that, just reiterating the importance of the work that you're doing. And then the other thing is, is there's ways to develop your mediumship. And I have something on my website. It's for getting deeper evidence. And that's like a little video series that you can go in and take the training. Um, it's a, it's for mediumship students. And then there's a, a free business class on there too. So there's kind of a mix of things going on um, for free stuff. And then of course, there's other things like I love our the membership group because you're with other mediums too, you know, and you're... You're getting all the the audios that you need to kind of get in your head when you're going through a difficult time and you could practice with each other. And that's Mediumship Mastery Circle. That's a membership for medium is online. So we have people from all over in that too. I can personally say for the past two years, that has been very supportive for me. Yes. Yes. I'm not crazy. <laughs> exactly. You have other people in there that they're in the same boat. So the next question is, um, is there any question that I should have asked you that would be of a good a value to your the audience? Let me think. I would say the question is like, how do you get to your next level the fastest way possible? And I feel like whether it's through deepening your skills or even working through the mission, the business piece to it, it'd be in full immersion, like throwing yourself into something in a short amount of time with the right people and the right people to get you to where you need to be. So be really intentional with that. And for me, I feel like 
that's why I created a lot of things that I did to have like a safe container, do it in a short amount of time and like really hold yourself accountable by doing that. You know what I like about that answer is that so many people, when you're doing all these classes, will say, slow down, just be patient, patience of virtue. And then I remember hearing for the first time, you don't have to be patient. You could just want it all. And exactly, exactly. You can. It's like there's so many hours, thousands of hours that I put with trying to search for resources and like a thousand different places. And I believe that was part of my journey so that I could now bring them back to my students. But there was a lot of difficult times of crying and trying to search everything that you could think of to try to get deeper information. But I feel like it doesn't have to be so hard. It could be simple. It's just being in the right space and knowing what to do. With the right mentor. Yes. Yes. Wherever you feel drawn, you'll just have that feeling in your heart. I think the biggest thing that you know, I learned that I want to pass on was that notion of if you want help with deepening some skill, you just ask spirit to help you and they will help you with that skill. It's as easy as Yeah, it's true. They will guide you to the right resources for you. Totally. I totally at the time that you were you had done one of those videos for our group about getting cause of death. Yes. My eyes and you kind of mentioned a few. So ask them about a stroke. Like, what would it feel like if if I had had a stroke? And then I remember getting this sensation down my arm. And I was like, well, that was pretty cool. And then I was doing a reading for somebody. And then that came through. And I was like, and they had a stroke because I wasn't going to say it like a question. And I had a <laughs> yes. stroke and they were like, and I'm like what? <laughs> it's so funny that you brought this up because last night, the whole exercise for my mentorship students was cause of death. So we were working on that last night. So it's funny that you just brought that up. But yeah, it gives you that burst of confidence to know that, okay, it doesn't have to be so difficult. It's like when we get in our head and overthink it, that's when you start to second guess the answer. But when you just say it and trust it, it comes out. It was so cool. I love that. It gives you this burst of energy. I know. So the title of the, this is a podcast all about um, a revolution in personal liberation. So what is your definition and understanding of personal liberation? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say the ability to speak from the heart and express myself in a way that's true to me. I feel like that's what makes me feel free and just speaking from the heart and and really just going with whatever comes out in the moment. Your business is your entire business is built around that. I I feel like that. I feel like it it has been. It's been a journey. So, but it's been. What do you tell people that say, you know, are you crazy? You had a, you were a teacher. You were probably going to go up the steps every year and probably had a pension. All those things, like you, you gave all that up. Yeah, that that's what I was asked to before I left. I had people trying to talk me out of it. It's more, I would say, that it's a feeling inside of you where it just takes over, and it's almost like there's no other option. Because I was so passionate about being a teacher, I was considered like a highly effective teacher, and I was locked into the system. I had the benefits. But it was just an overwhelming feeling, and I just trusted it and went with it. And I felt like I would be doing a disservice if I stayed in that box that I was in towards the end. I kind of knew that it was time to expand. So what you're saying is go with your gut. Listen to your gut. Exactly. Go with your gut. Go with your heart in the moment without overthinking. And even if it logically doesn't even make sense, it's just a feeling that takes over. Blind faith. Yes, Exactly. And then just to kind of wrap it up, I just want you to tell 
the audience about your beautiful love story with my friend Tony. Yes. So my Tony, Tony, I, I love that you know every angle of the story because you've worked with both of us. So Tony, I didn't meet till four years after Nick passed. So Tony and Nick actually grew up together. So they were little when they met. Their brothers were friends and they were friends. And then they were in their connected to the state of Missouri. But a few years after Nick passed, a bunch of friends that Nick was connected to that some of them I didn't even meet added me on Facebook after he passed. And Tony reached out one night that I was really having a tough time. And he messaged me and said, I know we haven't met, but I just want to let you know I'm one of Nick's friends and we're all thinking of you. And he said that when he saw my picture, he just started crying. He had this overwhelming feeling when he saw it, because he knew that he was supposed to reach out and just let me know that they were thinking of of me. And that's it. And I wrote back and I felt like it was very guided, like I needed to hear it at that moment. And then soon after, I wanted to ask him questions about a book I was writing, which I haven't finished it, but I kind of put it off. And I said, can we talk on the phone? Because I have some questions I want to ask you about Nick's childhood, if you were there during the situation. And he said, yes. And the moment we got on the phone, we knew that we were going to be connected forever. It was a six-hour conversation, and it wasn't something that we expected. And then we just every day talked on the phone for about six hours, five to six hours. And he came to visit Florida, and then he ended up moving. He's been here ever since. So we connected in 2010, and it was actually two days before my birthday. And it's funny because I I know that Nick was a part of it. We know that he's a part of it. He still works with us in this mission that we have together and along with the rest of our past loved ones. But definitely it's something that is hard to put into words. It's just a feeling because if anyone knows me, I would never have some random person come to Florida to visit me if I never (laughs) met them. (laughs) Just the best. I know. I know. Amazing. Amazing. Heaven sent. And. Let me also add, because your audience also does know does not know that Tony is also a teacher, was also a teacher. Yes. Yes, he was a teacher. So he worked in special ed and he was a teacher in the public school system, you know, got teacher of the year. You'd think that he would stay in that position, but he knew along with, with me soon after I left, he had that overwhelming feeling too. We knew ahead of time that he would be leaving soon after And it's amazing because we work together to do masterminds. And I feel like I know that we're a good team because he has one aspect of it, like the the mindset and going to the root of things. And I'm the person that's like, okay, this is the technology or the techniques that you need for your business. So coming together and having that magic is, is powerful to us. And we just love putting on retreats and masterminds together. I may know something about that. Yes, I know. You experienced all of it. <laughs> all of it. I love. <laughs> all of it. I love that you were there. So you have a retreat coming up in yes. April? Yes. April 23rd. So it's 4-23-23 to April 26th. <laughs> and that's coming up. So I'm excited about that. We have a few more spots left, too. So we have that coming up. Um, where can people access all of your... All of it. Yeah, they can go to lindsaymarino.com and then I'm on social media like Lindsay Marino Medium on Instagram and Lindsay Marino on Facebook too. Amazing. 
I hope that you guys look at um, all of the resources that Lindsay has to offer because there's some amazing free resources and it'll kind of get you going, but you will definitely want some more. So who wouldn't want more because these are amazing. This isn't just feel into it. These are actual resources and you can do it. And I'm here to to tell you that from me personally. Thank you for, for joining us today and being our second guest. I probably went over my time limit, but it's easy to do. I had so much fun talking to you. I love talking to you, Beck. Thank you. Appreciate that. We love having you. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Intuition Unleashed. We hope you found it informative and thought-provoking. But before you go, we have a little challenge for you. Most of us have sneaky little habits that hold us back and trip us up. So why not take this not at all uncomfortable quiz to find out what you do to derail yourself from achieving your goals and how you can call yourself on your own BS. Get to know your self-sabotage specialty and take the first step towards getting out of the way of your own success. Just visit becknelson.com forward slash quiz and take the quiz now. That's becknelson.com forward slash quiz. We can't wait to see your results. And as always, We'll be back next week with more Intuition Unleashed. Thanks for listening.